right, we are live here on the podcast and about to go live on all links. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. On this 21st day of summer, this is the uh, very first day of summer, 21st day of June. Rob Grankowski retired today. Now listen, I don't know if he's really going to retire, okay? Uh, We went through this uh, a few years ago. Remember when he retired the first time? And he let us down there. And then he uh, unretired and went and played with Brady. We'll talk about that. He's already said that he may come out of retirement. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. There's an update on the Sean Watson situation with these 20 out of 24 uh, complaintants in the civil suit, in air quotes in the civil suit have uh, settled there. And so there's four more. And according to Rappaport, there may be more to come to put this whole thing behind Watson, okay? Uh, Brooks Kepka is now with the NIV. But first, let's talk about this finals, okay? Because remember, last time I was on, the finals were still... It was last Tuesday, and now uh, Game Six has already happened, and the the, the Warriors are champions now. And a few things here. This is what I was telling a friend of mine the next day. He's really bummed out. Guy's a huge Boston fan, and I look at this finals and I think about a guy like Tom Brady. He just happens to be in the news today because of the Rob Gronkowski news, and. when Tom Brady throws the football, later on in his career, if you all notice, it would just barely, barely get out of his hands before somebody would make contact with him. And just before the pass rush would get to him, he would get the pass off to a Rob Gronkowski, who's now retired, or a, a, a Leonard Fournette in a bubble screen drop-down pass of somebody of that nature. And you could tell that the defenses would fly around him like he was in quicksand and could not move sometimes. That's the way it looked like. But he always found a way to be efficient and complete the pass. That's the way I look at this older yet slower but much wiser, much wiser, I want to emphasize that word, uh, Golden State Warriors team. Particularly if you watch game five and game six, you you would see uh, uh, Steph Curry just get the pass off or just get that sideways three off. Klay Thompson just barely, barely get that shot off. And that's a team that has played together since the beginning of, of their career. That is a team and their main three players, Pickles, their main three, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, all had multiple years of college. Steph Curry, three years at Davidson. Uh, same thing with Clay Thompson. Four years of Draymond Green out of Michigan State. Remember, he was a second-round pick. And older, more veteran, smarter. Flip side, you've got rookie head coach. Okay? You've got young team. Uh the, the, the moment was too big for them. They overcorrected some mistakes. They never made any adjustments on their lineup. Uh, uh, they were just out of sync. I said to a friend of mine, I think that they're mentally, possibly going to be mentally fatigued coming into this because of what uh, they've been through, particularly physically and mentally. If you think about just the, just the Milwaukee series, where players were taken out of the game, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum. uh, Players missed games. Both of those players. Well, Tatum did, but Smart did. Okay? The physicality and the mental strength. Two game sevens. You know? Prior to that, 
they 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 had to play a, a team with a hot, possibly two Hall of Famers on it, and they swept the Nets. But it tells you that wisdom and speed with uh, it was a job. Pickle says, yeah, and they didn't even have Middleton. They probably would have beat. They probably uh, would have beat uh, uh, Boston. For one thing, Boston beat the odds there. 85% uh, to, uh, of the time, the winner of Game 5 wins these series. Remember, they lost that Game 5. They collapsed in Game 5 of that Milwaukee series. So you can see that happening. And people ask me, uh over the weekend with uh, Jim, Mike Jack and Jim Jeffco show if they if I think that they'll do anything, and I, I thought, well, maybe they'll get some more scoring. They'll get some somebody that could create their own shot. Go after a Buddy Hield. I don't think they're going to trade away one of their big three, if you want to call it that. Uh, they may do away with the thirty-five uh, year old Al Horford uh, and, and go young, uh, go a little bit younger there. But like Michael Jordan said, Pickles, you got to learn how to lose before you learn how to win. And that moment was simply was just to, they could not overcome their mistakes of uh, Marcus Smart uh, getting the ball on a fast break with no help, trying to get the ball to the rim, one on three. You cannot make a mistakes against a team that smart, that efficient in this uh, Golden State Warrior basketball team, okay? And, and it caught up with them. But this will go down as a, uh, a collapse. A lot of people are going to get on the, the Warriors bandwagon, and, and, and rightfully so. But mind you, this team was up 2-1 to one in this series, okay? They were up 2-1. to one. They were at a two-point game at halftime of game four, okay? They, they will be uh, – uh, thank you, Court. They were at halftime at game four and, and, and almost was down 3-0. 3-0. Now, they collapsed in the in, in the third quarter there. They collapsed in, in, in the third quarter of that game, uh, of the game two. But game three, uh, they were up two to one. And in game four, in game four, they were up the majority of that game. Before Steve Kerr said, okay, he pulled a Nick Saban. And he says, I'm taking Draymond Green out and I'm putting Kevin Looney in. And I'm going to keep Looney in here and pull because they're playing well. Okay? And the rest is history. They lost those two straight games. They lost three straight games. And and, and it just is what it is. It was a collapse. Thank you, uh, Corey. Uh Okay, so back Jack and Jim Jeffcoat asked me, is Steph Curry a top five player? And I wanted to 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 bring those let me go back to my Sunday notes and and, and really get into this. And I did I did some uh I woke up about two two o'clock in the morning. Uh my neighbors are loud, but a lot of times I wake up on Sunday morning anyways. I overeat or whatever, get indigestion. And I can't go back to sleep. Watching this real good series on Netflix called Wentworth about a women's prison. I digress. Um, so I figured, you know what? I got Max questions. I'm going to work on these really late at night. And I'm going to work on this Steph Curry stuff. So he asked me, is he a top five player? So after the smoke is cleared, the weekend has passed. The smoke has cleared. All right? I know people on the big networks have talked about Steph Curry. And... He's not even in the top 25 in assist all time. And people want me to put him in the top five. He is 20th in scoring. He's 20th in scoring. Uh, he's not even a top 50 all time uh, defender. And I want to mind you, without Clay Thompson, they didn't even make the playoffs last year. Now, Curry has improved his game tremendously. Uh, Curry has, um, Pickle says John Stockton. Yeah, he's an all-time assist, all-time steals leader, last I checked. Uh, so he is top 20, and this team did not make the playoffs, 
uh, uh, year before last. You can say, guy, what about Kobe? He didn't do nothing without Shaq or Gasol. Kobe did get to the playoffs. They got beat in the first round, but he did get to the playoffs. So before we are prisoners of the moment, you have to step back and say, okay, maybe we need to look at this. Now, there there is a really good stat on uh, Clay Thompson that The Athletic put out. And I, I think I screenshotted it a few days ago. If I can find it, great. If I can't, I'll just basically, I'll probably have to wing that stat. I have all these stats here on Gronkowski. They're pretty good, by the way, Pickles. Who is, air quote, maybe retired today. The more I look at it, I'm not so sure. But, uh... So, so I'm, I'm scanning here and seeing if I can find. Uh, okay, here we go. Athletic puts out players have won two MVP awards and four NBA championships. He's in really good company. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, Bill Russell, LeBron James, Magic Johnson, Tim Duncan. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, is he a top seven player? in the history of the NBA. He's a great three-point shooter. He's the greatest three-point shooter of all time. But Magic can defend in his heyday. Magic played all positions in 1980 in the finals there. We watched that and and uh, winning time, the series. Of course, we all know that's a fact. Kareem got hurt. Uh, the all-time scoring leader, Kareem, one of the better defenders of all time, Bill Russell, 11 championships, I want to say, Pickles. Uh, LeBron uh, may have every other stat before it's all said and done. Four titles for LeBron. You can't really put him in LeBron's class. Tim Duncan, yeah, I would take Tim Duncan over uh, uh, Steph Curry. But let me me add a few more here that's not in this Atlantic article here. Let let, let me throw in players like, let's say, Shaquille O'Neal. We'll say, well, he was a, you know, Shaquille was a, um, he was a big man, different position. Okay. Shaquille O'Neal went to three finals with three different teams. Okay. So Curry's played for one team. He played for one team. It's a great system. I don't want to bash the guy. He's a great team player. Okay. Uh, He is extremely coordinated. But I'm not going to – if you ask me who I'm going to start my franchise with, I've seen what Shaq could do. You say, well, what, what about Shaq transferring the game? You, you, you did the three-ball uh, revolution with, 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 uh, with uh, uh, Steph Curry. Well, when Shaq was in his heyday, the NBA went to zone defense, and he, he pouted about it, but he said that's because of me. There was no zone defense allowed in the NBA before Shaq. I want to say 2002, 2003, if I'm not mistaken. So he's got some company there. Maybe you can make that argument for top 10, but then you're getting into, is he better than Bird? Uh, Bird's a better defender. Maybe he's a better shooter. Bird's probably a better passer, I would imagine. Cross-court passer, tougher. So, now he's got more rings than Bird. He's got more rings. Uh, Bird's got three. But uh, uh, is he better than Isaiah Thomas? Isaiah had to go through uh, Michael, uh, Larry, uh, Bird, Magic Johnson. You could say uh, he had probably the toughest role with lesser talent behind him than a... Corey says, I would take Shaq and Bird over him. Yeah, see, you get your calling cowards of the world, and they do not want to include centers. Centers are part of the game. Center is a part of the game. You have to include centers. And, of course, I would look at Tim Duncan. Uh, Tim Duncan didn't always have uh, – he didn't always have – geez – I'm trying to think of the guy. Now, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, but he still got to the playoffs. 
Steph Curry did not have Klay Thompson one year, and he didn't make it to the playoffs. What about Michael Jordan? Well, he got to the playoffs without Scotty. He put 63 on the, uh, a great uh, Boston Celtics team. So let's not be prisoner. Of course, Shaq is just – people say, well, Shaq's not as skilled. Yeah, well, Shaq was unstoppable, though. Shaq would put 40 and 20 on you, and he looked like he barely broke a sweat at times. And so so when you start getting into this, and a lot of people would probably take Bird over him. Now you like think about Bird's injury. We thought about the tragedy of Lynn Bias in 86. That guy was like a top five pick with number two, wasn't he, Corey? And so when you start digging and digging and digging, maybe you take him over Isaiah. Maybe. Maybe you take him over a Stockton. Maybe. Because he's got more hardware. But you got to do more than shoot the three ball, even though he, he is the greatest of all time at that. But when you really dig into the analytics of his defending ability, he was a liability for years. Now, lately, he's put on some extra weight. He's more athletic. It feel, he feels like he's better now than he's ever been. But when you start digging and digging and digging into everything, now, mind you, a lot of these players did not have great players around them. You know, uh, other players comparable uh, did not quite have the level of talent uh, around them. You know, but it, it's just something to think about. Again, this athletic, you know, who's won two MVP awards and won four championships, uh, he's in good company. And uh, again, going back to, to the Warriors, he is in a good system. Uh, uh, he's got two other uh, teammates there, three three years of college apiece. Everybody knows their role. Clay never, Thompson, never complained about shots. Draymond Green, although having an attitude, he was their tough guy. Uh, he was their Rodman. He was their Oakley. Uh, he was their guy to take it, but he had some coordination about him. Still play well up in his 30s. Andrew Wiggins, again, a guy five years out of college, finally starting to get uh, a, 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 a hang of the NBA. Did not have to have the pressure of being the man. He, he's good at being the three or the four, but he's a solid pro. They drafted well. Okay. And mind you, there's no hand checking. So how would he... How would he uh, play out in 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 the uh, in the nineties? Would Reggie Miller, without hand checking, be as good or better than he is? Hand checking, I want to say it was ninety three that it was uh, that the rule changed for hand checking. Okay, so you got to look at all of those type of factors when you're digging and digging and digging. Pickle says Iverson. Now, Iverson, yeah, Chauncey Billups is who I was trying to think of. Yeah, Chauncey Billups. Maybe if he came into the league 10 years later with this three-ball league, maybe he would be close. Uh, the, the, the most clutch free-throw shooter of all time, Chauncey Billups in the playoffs. I never seen during those, their finals runs. I never seen him miss a free throw. So it's a lot to think about. Uh, I, what it, what it really says about these finals is that I think this league with NIL and, and college basketball, with with, with, with the team chemistry uh, of uh, even though they 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 the collapse there of Boston. Uh, and with, with the with the players, the, the college background of, of Golden State, I really do wish that Adam Silver would get with these owners and say, we want to make this three years out of high school. You can go play overseas. You can play semi-pro leagues that are popping up everywhere, but we want a polished product here. You know, we, we want we want guys that can be coached, we want guys that, like Colin Coward said, at least they can buy a beer at the bar, okay? 
and they're not getting in trouble for that, it makes the league better. Tim Duncan, four-year player out of college. He was their main centerpiece. He won five rings, okay? Uh, You've got four rings here with this Golden State squad. That's nine total out of 20 years. Dwayne Wade, if you want to talk about Wade and LeBron, Wade had to pursue persuade LeBron to accept uh, the coaching in Miami of LeBron may not have a ring. Wade went four years at um, Marquette. Three or four years. I think he went four, though. I want to say he went four. And he really got noticed in, in that tournament and in the NCAAs um, against Kentucky that year. Oh, number one overall seed. So if you add the Spurs championships up, if you add the uh, these four rings here, if you add the Miami Heat, if you t- take Dwayne Wade in there, who was the other guy there? Uh, their other three-point shooter. He went to Connecticut for a few years. His name's slipping my mind. We're talking half of the championships, you know. I think I think Shaq went two years. I want to say he went two years at LSU. Kobe struggled. Garnett was an outlier, you know. Uh, Kobe, Kobe struggled the first couple of years. He would admit that itself. He said, "If I'd been made to go to college, I would have went to Duke. What if he would have went to Duke? He may have been that much better because he would have been that much more coachable." Just saying. I know this sounds like a broken record, but I I, I want the game to be good. Uh, you know, I've read so many tweets during this series from Kevin Durant saying that this is some efficient basketball here. This is good. Per- yeah, this is high IQ. This is not one-on-one street ball. This is uh, precision, effective, winning, fluid basketball the way it's supposed to be played. I'll rest my case. Okay. Staying in the NBA. Uh, Okay. Now, Kyrie Irvin basically is in talks now with, um, With, with Brooklyn, they're not going well, according to Sean Sharamia of The Athletic. Guy's pretty good. I, I just paid them $70 more for another year subscription. But they, they get all of my stuff here. Now, so talks of uh, a trade. Uh, he, he They could work out something where they can let him walk. He can opt out. And you hear people talk about, well... Uh, Sharamia says, well, the Knicks are interested. He said the Lakers are interested. Uh, uh, the Clippers would be interested in making a move with with uh, Brooklyn. So I got to looking at this, and I thought to myself, you know, the reason why that they haven't already signed this guy to a big contract is they simply cannot, they can't trust him. The Nets can't. Who, who can trust Kyrie Irving? You know, the Bleacher Report says dialogue between both sides is expected to remain fluid up until the 29th, which is the deadline. We're getting close to for him to opt into his 36.9 player option. And uh, Adrian Wojciechowski said uh, the Lakers are hiring Nets assistant coach Jordan Ott for Darvin Ham's new staff. Now, does that mean something? Possibly, because they're in the works. Uh, Clay, uh, Colin Coward says he thinks that they should trade um, Anthony Davis straight up for Kyrie. And I'm thinking, why would you want to get a guy that is unreliable, that has uh, hurt all the time, versus another guy that's unreliable, that's hurt sometimes, that claims he's not hurt. Uh, or, or claims he's hurt, but I mean, he's not hurt. He, he just wants to step away from the game. But my thing is, this is what the Athletic put out. So, uh, this is what possibly could happen if the Clippers wanted to do this. Norman Powell, 
Marcus Morris, Luke Kennard are assets. Terrence Mann, Reggie Jackson, Robert Covington. Now, those would be good bench players. They need a bench in Brooklyn. And, of course, he put untouchable Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Okay. They've got, already got a decent team there up in Brooklyn. They just need to play a little bit better defense. They need some more chemistry. They've got Ben Simmons, one of the better defenders in the entire game. And I think he's going to come back healthy and play pretty well. Now, I'll say this. The Clippers have the richest owner in the NBA, a guy who would not mind uh, buying out a contract. You'll probably have to get another team involved to make all this match up. But my thing would be, now mind you, that Ty Lue used to coach Kyrie Irving. Ty Lue will get in Kyrie Irving's rear end just like he did with LeBron in 2016, and they end up winning the championship. So Paul George, Kyrie Irving, and I'm sure is going to be healthy next year, Kawhi Leonard, that's a good combination. But before I sign a guy like Kyrie Irving, to any kind of contract. I don't care if they do something with the Knicks. By the way, I don't think he'll fit in with Thibodeau. But Thibodeau's going to push him to play defense, and he's going to come up lame. But I think at a guy like Ty Lue, he's won before with him. Um, he's got that one-two punch there with, with him with Paul George there. And a guy like Kawhi Leonard, I think that would be the best fit for him. But... Me personally, I would put every single clause I could uh, that the uh, players, the CBA, the collective bargain agreement that the NBA and the players made will allow me to do. Because this guy is so, he's really, he's still 30 years old. I would try to do a two to four year deal. I wouldn't want to give this guy a five year max deal. I, I don't think any of these teams are that crazy, but they may be. They may be. Um, but I would try to do every single possible clause under the CBA so this guy can't have a bad day and decide not to go into work, you know. And Pickle says he's a coach killer. Yeah, he's a guy that plays when he wants to, but he is a talented guy. He can score. He needs to be under a strict environment where the ownership's got the coaches back they can find him and and the players have the coaches back you know Tyloo's got a ring guys he's won in 2016 and I, I my 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 guess is Kyrie wants to prove himself and these role players with Ben Simmons and Durant you maybe uh you could adjust some of these players out, maybe buy some contracts out, maybe go after Bradley Bill with Durant. Uh, it's possible when you've got an aggressive owner that will do what it takes to, to make things happen. You know, you have to get other teams involved. I know contracts have to match up. That's possible to do. But I, I wouldn't send him to the – now, probably theoretically, yeah, it would work if, if you traded him to the Lakers – to play with LeBron, but if I'm Kyrie and I know that Kawhi Leonard's going to be healthy and I know they've got a Paul George, I would probably roll with that squad more than I would roll with an aging LeBron and a Westbrook they'll probably trade at the uh, or release it uh, sometime this year or trading for nothing at the deadline. So it would be a better fit basketball-wise for him to go to, to the Clippers, in my humble opinion. Hold on, guys. Let me change out my – change out my – okay. 52. Got to get my clock set back here. Wow, this is going to be – y'all getting a lot of uh, good sports talk here, Pickles. This is some good stuff, and I got a lot of stuff to still talk about. Okay. 30 minutes, we got that set there. Now, so yeah, Clippers, best best fall, uh, best place for Kyrie to go. Um, 
put the clauses in the contract if you're smart. Okay? But we shall wait and see. The offseason's interesting. Okay, switching gears here. Rob Gronkowski retires. Now, Rob Gronkowski, pro football focus, says that he is the highest graded tight end since 2006. Uh, 93.7 Gronk is. Uh, number one. Number two is Travis Kelce, 93.1. 92.7 George Kittle, 91.6. Tony Gonzalez and Mark Andrews with Lamar Jackson throwing him the ball, 91.1. Now, I'll say this. Uh, a lot of players in their 30s do this in the NFL that are really good. It's June, pickles. It's really hot outside. Guy's made a lot of money, by the way. He has never, according to Gronk, he's made all his money off endorsements. Gronk, check this out, Pickles. Gronk has got 22 active endorsements. 22, New York Times best-selling author, creator of Gronk Beach, whatever that is. That's according to Sports Business Journals. He claims that he has never spent any of his paychecks from the NFL. He's 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 lived all his money off endorsements. And but players do this every year in their thirties. Uh, they don't want to go to they don't want to fool, even though it's much easier training camp than it used to be. And he just don't want to go through the rigorous. Uh, trading camp, not more of the physical, probably sitting in watching film. I think he just wants to come when the season starts because he knows Tom Brady and they they just want to do their thing. Now, he is only six months older than Travis Kelce Pickles. I looked that up today. So you ask, is he the greatest of all time? And so I looked up some stats here. And I was surprised for somebody who's watched Gronkowski uh, all of his career and, and made so much money off of betting Gronkowski and Brady uh, off of high stakes fantasy, uh, daily fantasy, fantasy leagues. I uh, drafted him in my first draft league ever with friends from high school and just smoked it with Gronk. And um, you guys will not believe some of the some of the stats here. Okay, so I went on this stat muse M U S C and looked up the greatest tight ends in the history. And this is yards, receptions, games played. This are these are the top yardage and receptions. Top five in the history of the game. Tony Gonzalez, 270 games. That's a lot of games. 15,127 yards, 1325 catches, number one all time. Jason Witten out of uh, Dallas, 271, 13,000 yards, 1228 receptions all time. Now, he's not eligible for the Hall of Fame. That's first battle of the Hall of Fame, Jason Witten. Tony Gates is third. 236 games play, 11,000 yards. Fourth is Shannon Sharp. And fifth is Rob Gronkowski with 9,028, uh, uh, 9,200 yards. And Travis Kels is only 200 yards behind him. 280, um, 82 yards behind him. And 20 catches under. Kels is going to catch it. So, Think about Tony Gonzalez. Winslow's there, Pickles. Uh, no, they got Greg Olson. Greg Olson after that. Jimmy Graham. Ossie Newsom was under Jimmy Graham. Vernon Davis, Jared Cook, and Zach Ertz. But th this is the era of the tight end. But think about this for a second. Tony Gonzalez played with guys like Trent Dilfer. Or not, Trick Green, uh, Elvis Gerbach, 
uh, towards the end of his career in the early 2000s, 2005, six, uh, Matt Ryan, when he was in his mid thirties and could not get open. Now, mind you, think if Tony Gonzalez played with a Tom Brady, a Peyton Manning, a Aaron Rodgers level of talent, a uh, Shannon Sharp, most of his career, John Elway. Tony Gonzalez is by far the greatest tight end of all time. Uh, 15,000 yards in an era where tight ends were not utilized that much. With quarterbacks like Elvis Gorbach, Trent Green, and a bunch of other guys that I've never, uh, that you've probably never heard of in the late 90s and early 2000s. And he is 4,000, 6,000 yards ahead of Gronk. Now, he, mind you, he did play 270 games. The Gronk's 143. But that's part of conditioning. You know, when he first came in the league, he said he's big on eating pizza and did not take his health serious, but he got it together. I think Dick Vermeil got on to him. And um, his, his career really taken off there in the mid-90s, mid, uh, mid to late-90s and into the early 2000s. Remember when they went 13-3 and three one year? Uh, I think it was in 2002, only to get put out by a red-hot Peyton Manning and in and, and Indianapolis Colts. But that being said, Pickles, if I've watched all, all of these guys, let's let's name these names in. Tony Gonzalez, Jason Witten, Antonio Gates, Shannon Sharp, Rob Gronkowski, Travis Kels, Greg Olson, Jimmy Ground, Ozzie Newsom's the only one I did not see. Great GM, by the way. And Jackie Smith. I didn't see these guys play. But those others, I've watched just about their whole career, follow the whole career. And let me ask you all this question. You got one play. It's fourth and goal from the five. You're down by four. You're down by four. That was a penalty. The clock is zero. You're in the Super Bowl. Who do you want in that situation? Who do you want in that situation? Who do you want to throw that ball? Do you want Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kels? Do you want Tony Gonzalez in the best quarterback? He played with many that he's played with. And Matt Ryan in his prime. Do you want Elway throwing to Shannon Sharp? Do you want uh, Phillip Rivers throwing to Antonio Gates? And again, do you want Patrick Mahomes throwing to Travis Kels? And I've seen him do a lot of good stuff in the last few years. Trust me. You've all seen it too. Or do you want Tom Brady throwing to Rob Gronkowski? Six days a week and sometimes four times on Sunday, Tom Brady to Rob Gronkowski every time. Uh, I've seen those two do some things that it looked like there's no way Gronk's going to catch the ball. And he catches it. Uh, Brady will throw it in his back pocket. Uh, he, he, he would do a, uh, an in route. He, he, he would do uh, like he's going to fake towards like doing a fade, a comeback. There's two or three people on him. And the chemistry with him and Brady was second to none in the red zone. Uh, I've seen him score and then turn around and get the two-point conversion. Now, now uh Pickles says Gates. Now, Tonio Gates was a former basketball player. Never played football in college, Pickles. Went to Kent State. Never played football in college. And can simply out-jump you. But Gronk, you knew he was going to get the ball. And somehow, 
between the quickness of Brady and those huge hands of Gronk, the ability to take a hit and get down for the touchdown. Of course, you could say Dwight Clark, uh, Joe Montana, that's one great, great play, one of the greatest. But Brady and Gronk, there's nothing like it, in my opinion. I would take them to get that to get that touchdown. You're down four. You need that touchdown. It's Brady to Gronk. And he he was the best at that. And again, this is what Pro Football Focus put out about Gronk. Four-time Super Bowl champion, four-time All-Pro. That means you're the best tight end of, of your uh, uh, of anybody in the in the league. Five-time Pro Bowler, 2014 Comeback Player of the Year, uh, 100 anniversary All-Time Team. Highest graded uh, tight end in pro football focus history. Uh, pro football focus has only been around about six years and all. But I just, but as far as speed, all that. Now, Jason Witten didn't play with the best quarterbacks in the world, he didn't always play with Tony Romo. Uh, Sterling Sharp played with Elway, had a second life with Baltimore, won a Super Bowl with both, one of the better athletes of, of his era, uh, Shannon Sharp. And I don't want to take anything away from him. Uh, Kels, if he can play three more years with Mahomes, he might catch him. Because Kels has got 127 games played and 9,000 yards. So if he played, to get the 270 games, if he got to 240, he'd have 3,000 more yards than Gonzalez. That's how good Kels is right now. That's how good Kels But Kels is only six months younger than Gronk, but Gronk took a lot of hits, real good blocker, uh, some back problems there. You know, physical up in New England. Belichick had a certain way of doing things. You know. And Pickle says in the scene, yeah, he would throw that, Brady would throw that ball where it would cut through people and somehow end up in Gronk's hands. You're looking, he's like, I don't know if Gronk got that or not. And Gronk's got it. You can pop Gronk and it looks like people just, bounced off of him. Looked like a refrigerator running downhill. But Kels, uh, could Kels pass him? Yeah, he possibly could. Uh, but we'll see. If he can stay healthy, he's going to get there. Kels, is, Kels has got 9,000 9, yards. Uh, he'll catch Shannon Sharp this year, 9,961. I think he'd get 1,000. He gets about 80 yards a game. Now we have to do games played and all that. Uh, you know, 80 yards a game, 10 games, that's 800. Yeah, yeah. He's going to pass Sterling Sharp this year, Kels, if he stays healthy. Ironically, he's number 87. But you would think that Gronk, 33, will be 34 later, I think. Actually, I think he just turned 33. And Kels will be 33 in October. Only six months difference. But it's a difference when you're playing with Tom Brady versus Alex Smith, right? Okay. So my, my prediction is I think he'll probably come back later on this year. I, think, I just don't think he wants to deal with training camp. I think he'll come back and, and probably play. He just don't want to deal with training camp. And he'll have to, air quote, work himself back in shape. He get like Shaq a little bit, speaking of NBA uh, from earlier. Okay, now Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson has settled 20 out of 24 lawsuits in Rappaport says that there's more to come as if that they may settle those other four. Okay, so let's let's rewind a little bit. So he's just, he's down the four civil suits, okay? He, Deshaun Watson, 
two grand juries, two different jurisdictions decided not to indict him. And you can indict, and in a world where you can indict a hen sandwich, that's the old Lars saying, all right? And and Rappaport makes sure, and the rest of the NFL, they wanted to make sure and put it out there that the NFL, this has nothing to do with their investigation. NFL is still going forward with their investigation, and there are rumors around the league. I read this last week, week before that, that the NFL is talking about suspending him for the whole season, and the Players Association will fight them tooth and nail, and I think they should, okay? We know about the number. These are civil suits. And now they've been settled all but four. All but four settled under one lawyer, different suits, but under one lawyer. These suits were passed on by other lawyers who wouldn't even take the case. That's what people in the media don't talk about the real sports. Real sports did, did cover that part. Kudos to HBO. But... Multiple lawyers did not even take these cases until Bugsby got it. And then, of course, Deshaun Watson, like Pickle said, he got Rusty Harden uh, to take it, take this up. So my guess is the, the PA is going to fight this tooth and nail, and they should, and I'm all about them doing this. Uh, Mary Kate Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Diller has said something in regards to Sean Watson settling, canceling. Uh, Sean Watson in settling and getting canceling is showing the NFL he's willing to do the work, takeaways from these settlements. That's what Mary Kate Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Diller uh, said on her Twitter timeline. Now, That's 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 some good advice there. So what if they suspended for eight games? All right. And you got a play. I have little to zero faith in Jacoby Brissett. He's one of those players. I don't know what the league sees in him. I don't know what the league sees in Nathan Peterman. Uh, I don't know what the league sees in uh, Boyer, the backup up in New England pickles. I don't know what the uh, the Titans see in their uh, backup quarterback. I like guys like Nick Foles and the backup up there in uh, Philadelphia and the backup they had last year, which they should have re-signed. And now he's the backup at Buffalo. Casey Keenum. So their first eight games, going talking about Cleveland now, they will play in that Span. They'll play the Jets to Carolina and Atlanta. Well, that's three teams that you can win right there with a Jacoby Brissett, a good Nick Chubb running game. Uh, still got a pretty good defense, a loaded defensive spot. You still got Miles Garrett, Clowney, good secondary. You can win them games. And then the rest of it is uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Baltimore. You got Cincinnati. You got some uh, divisional play there. Now, say uh, if, if he suspended eight games, you go three and five during that stretch. And bring in the Watson. Could you possibly make the playoffs at nine and eight or ten and seven? Possibly. Possibly. But mind you, the AFC East, Miami's much better this year. Uh, New England is going to be there for the walk. I think Buffalo is going to win that division. I think Cincinnati is going to win the North. But look at the West, Pickles. Uh, you've got Russell Wilson with Denver, okay? You've got a team that made the playoffs last year in the Raiders who've got Devontae Adams now. You've got Kansas City, a team who I love what they did in the offseason by trading. Uh, Tariq Hill. And the most improved team 
of that division is the L.A. Chargers. Getting Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, their defense is upgraded. They've added to their offensive line. They've brought back their receivers. So it's going to be really hard for this Cleveland team with Jacoby Percet. And by the way, Lamar Jackson is going to be back. The uh, Ravens are going to be healthy again. They've had a good offseason. They've had a good draft. There is no easy out anywhere for Cleveland this year. And, of course, now a report came out yesterday that they're willing to pay half of Baker Mayfield's salary to get him out of there. Baker Mayfield would be a better play at quarterback than Brissett, but they, you know, that relationship is screwed up. Uh, Mayfield needs to grow up. Uh, but all that is just, that's a bridge burned too far. It's not going to happen. Uh, if you're a Browns fan, you just hope Watson doesn't, if they can get it to six and he goes 500, three and three, now now you really got a shot. But I'm telling you, I would fight that tooth and nail if the league tries to suspend him for a season for settlements in lawsuits and grand juries, two different grand juries, who, I don't know why this thing on Instagram, two different grand juries who decided not to indict. That's why I say that, That's why I say that um, no, that thing just went off. I tried to go in Instagram Live, and it just froze up on me. That the Cadell in the NFL does not need to get into the legal business, okay? If you get in trouble with the law and you get locked up, then you might want to suspend the player. I understand you have the Ray Rice situation. That looks so bad coming up like that, but mind you, that the running back for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, what's his name, Pickles? Um, the running back for the Cincinnati Bengals knocked a girl out his freshman year on camera at uh, Joe Mixon, uh, and he was never suspended or anything, and that was on camera too. So the NFL is consistently inconsistent when it comes to these sort of things. Now, I'm not saying he's innocent or anything of that nature, but I'm just looking at all the facts, not the facts that 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 uh, want to fit my narrative, whatever narrative that may be, like you'll get on other shows. I like to look at all the facts. Now, 24, that's a problem. He said he's going to counseling. He may have a sex problem. That's a real thing. Now, with uh, porn and the internet and phones and all that. Claims to have a girlfriend now. Uh, out in Cleveland, it's a lot, e lot easier to get one when you've got 232 guaranteed. Ain't that right, Pickles? Um, but it, it's an interesting story for the Cleveland Browns. They're getting a lot of flack for this. And all that being said, I don't mind Cleveland doing what they did, Okay. I do not mind Cleveland doing what they did to get Watson. This team had one alternate pro bowler in 20 years on that team at quarterback. That was Derek Anderson as an alternate in 2007. Prior to that, we're talking 30 years in Bernie Kosar. They've been a laughing stock of the league. They've been mocked and made fun of for years. They're in God off of Cleveland, Ohio with those uh, lake effect snows. Uh, they've, they've lost teams. Uh, they lost a team for a few years, and they got a team back. Remember that. they uh, The Ravens took their team to Baltimore, you know, because their team was taken. Uh, the Baltimore Colts were taken to the uh, uh, Indianapolis. You know, so that's – and then Pickle says Goodell's – you know, looking down Congress's neck. You know, why is Congress worried about Daniel Snyder and the Washington Red, uh, 
commanders now, right? You know, it's just people can't afford gas and they up there worried about the uh, Roger Cadell. See, Cadell is big on getting on TV and grandstanding, you know, and instead of just keeping things quiet, like Ramos said in the movie Casino, said he needs to keep things quiet because when you, you keep the bad stuff out of the news and you keep the public relations stuff, uh, all the charities the league does on the news, uh, the draft, you, you, you market the draft because it changes young men's lives and their families and everything. Uh, you go rags to riches. You keep that stuff in the news. Okay. Uh, you keep ratings reports in the news. Uh, fantasy football, player movement, but all this negativity, uh, the more you want to air quote investigate instead of playing police, uh, you know, cowboys and Indians, cops and robbers, when you want to play private eye, that's bad for the league. I don't agree with that. I'm sure the owners don't agree with that. I don't want to see that. And Goodell loves to get this. He loves that. You know, now Snyder, he's got some uh, abuses against him, some allegations. And it would be great if, the, if he would sell the team to somebody who's a good owner, sign the check, and, and get out of the way. Okay. All right. Let's see what else we got here on the horizon. Boy, I had a few stories I didn't get to. Okay, Brooks Kepka will be leaving the NIL t uh, today. ESPN reported uh, the 32-year-old player in his prime. Kepka's a big deal. Now, I just found some things out about this. It's not just the U.S. Open. All the majors are not even controlled by the PGA. All, all the majors are not controlled. Uh, Masters, U.S. Open, British, which is now called the Open, the Players' Championship or whatever. Uh, so, Brooks uh, Shamba got $100 million. There's no telling what they play Brooks Kepka. And now the PGA is saying, I heard today that uh, – they're going to do a better job marketing the players. Now, it's too late now. Your girlfriend's already left, okay? She's already left you. You should have treated her right, right? Uh, but this is what the PGA is saying. And mind you, like I said last week, one of their sponsors is Nike, who makes $5.5 annually in China that holds people against their will because they are Muslim descent or any kind of religion. But Nike says, we're not going to have those, those wiggers uh, and Zing Zing. They cannot make any of our shoes in their factories there in Zing Zing, China. China got mad, but they said, okay. But they still do business with Nike. And Nike is a sponsor of the PGA. So there, there's your, there's your hip, hip, uh, hypocrisy there. Then the whole Saudi Arabia, like I said, the president's asking in for oil. Uh, the State Department's in good standings uh, with with, with uh, Saudi Arabia, and so they're they're pretty hypocritical there. Uh, I also heard today that uh, Phil Mickelson had to pay for his own for film of his. Hold on, let me restart my. Hold on for, for a second there. So Phil Mickelson had to start ha, had to pay for his own film to study his game to the PGA. He had to pay them money instead of just getting it for free. They're not marketing the players. There's no contract with the players, which I, I thought all this existed, by the way, Pickles. I thought that they paid the players a salary no matter what, and then they want additional earnings from the tournaments. They just set up the tournaments. 
or like Don King, you know? This is not like the NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, where you're playing for a team, you get incentives for winning, you get player incentives for this and that. No, they just, it's like, they're like a charity, is what somebody's describing it as. So, again, I'm not sure if I would do it with the Saudi background and everything, but Pickle says you get an appearance fee. Yeah. And, and, and you might get a free golf club. I don't know. But it's not a lot of big money. It's nothing like I was led to believe a few weeks ago. Been hearing about this for months, by the way. Phil Mickelson was the first to do it. I know Greg Norman's behind this NIV thing. I, I'll watch it. Actually, did watch a little bit our last tournament they had in London. Uh, good commentators on there. Uh, it was streaming on YouTube. They don't even have a... Um, they don't even have a a network, a TV network that's carrying it, you know. Um, Pickle says it's based on how you're ranked. All I know is it's really no big deal because all the big players are going to still be there for the. Um, and I'm sure the people that, who's behind the U.S. Open, the British Open, the Masters, uh, they know who people want to see. They want to see Brooks Kepka. By the way, the next one, Pickles, I think, my prediction, they're going to go after Jordan Spieth. Now, Spieth is only 28 years old. He's won two majors. Uh, one of my favorite players, if not my favorite player, him and Brooks Kepka's hand-in-hand, uh, hand, uh, two of my favorite to watch. Uh, Scheffler's a good player, almost won uh, the U.S. Open uh, this past weekend. But Spieth is going to be the guy they're going to go after. He, he He's the guy. So I think they'll probably offer Spieth around. Um, they'll, they'll probably offer uh, uh, him around $200 million, if my guess would be. So, but we'll see. We'll see. It, it, it's hey, I like competition, man. You know, I watch that stuff on YouTube. I used to not watch golf at all. It's gotten better now that you can wager. And since Tiger's been so good, that these other guys I'm talking about, Jordan Spieth, Brooks Kepka, uh, even Roy Mack, these guys look like real athletes. Especially Kepka, it looks like he could play uh, quarterback in the NFL. He looks like Tony Romo, you know. Spieth looks like he could play quarterback. Uh, he looks like he might be able to play wide receiver in the NFL. Back in the day, these guys just look like your everyday people, you know. They didn't look like professional athletes. Tiger changed all that, you know. And, and now you've got them on this uh, Saudi Arabia-owned league now, and, and, and uh, the league has really taken off. The players have. But, again, I'm not mad at them. I probably wouldn't have done it, but then again, I don't know. I might, I may have. The more I think about it, because when you start digging into blood money, how much money you're taking is blood money. Uh, like I said, Nike, with all, uh, which I don't own any Nikes, Nike products. I don't, I don't have anything against it. It's a long story, but I don't, I won't want to buy Nike. I don't like what they stand for. Um, I've been done with Nike. I think it was because that Kaepernick stuff a few years ago, all that divisiveness behind it. And I know Nike's insincere. Uh, I don't, I won't buy any Nike products, no more, period. So uh, I, that that's my thing with Nike. If you guys like the show, Livia, thank you. Share the show. I will, um, I don't care for Saudi or China. Well, there you go. Buy American there, Pickles. Like the show, share the show. I will be back on uh, this time next week around 9 p.m. Central Time. You got over an hour from me. Uh, I will be on the Mac, Jack, and Jim Jeffco show on um, 7.30 a.m. Central Time. You can look at Mac Sports on Facebook or you can go to the Northeast Streaming uh, YouTube channel and, and see me there. Come in around 
the 7.30 a.m. Central Time. We'll go over this week in sports. I'm usually only about 30 minutes, guys. So have a good night, everybody, and I will see you around this time next week here on Sportscope. Now, mind you, keep an eye on your phones. I'll break in, and I'll comment on some breaking news as it happens, as like what happened today with Rob Gronkowski. Um, Rob Gronkowski doing his thing and retiring again to, to me just to get off of uh, whatchamacallit. The Hometown Foundation is excited to bring back the Dream Ride Experience August 26th to the 28th at Connecticut's Farmington Polo Club. Join us in celebrating the accomplishments of our Dream Ride while enjoying live music, a car and motorcycle show, family fun zone, pet adoptions, canine demonstrations, the fireman's chili cook-off, and much, much more. Get your tickets today. I forgot to get my Dream Ride advertisement in. So I did get it in, Mac. And uh, if you got Roku TV, this show will always be played every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Central Time. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you, podcast.